Welcome to Your Photography Mentor Podcast, a podcast dedicated to help you achieve your photography dreams, whether you're just starting out or you're a seasoned pro. Now here's your hosts, David Molnar and Rich Coleman. Hey folks, David Molnar here, your podcast co-host, your photography mentor podcast. It's always a funny the, every every the every week your, every time yeah the we'll your the your the your photography by episode yeah, we, fifty we'll have it yeah this is episode twenty five I think right does that sound twenty five right? that's right the one the only the ginger shot one of the, one of these sides Rich Coleman here hello, hello. Rich yeah how are you David Dude, I, I I'm great I don't know if y'all can tell but I'm kind of soaked right now like there's um. You know, Sweat I, or one water. time I should, I just needed to do a topless, uh, podcast episode one of these days. That would get the uh, ratings. Not, up. Yes, it would. As well We'd as get three things. people to watch. It'd be amazing instead of just two. Uh, <laughs> okay. Moving past that one. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, God. you're always appropriate. Uh, favorite co-host. <laughs> the always, the always extremely appropriate. Never innuendo. I'm just trying to get us explicit, man. It's like a rated R movie is just better sometimes than a PG-13 movie. So I'm just getting us there. Oh, man. You are. You're getting us up. Um, Hey, what's what's big three for you? We've got a really exciting day today, by the way. I'm really excited. I'll go first so you can go second, and then I'll go third. Well, mine could be like I just rode in the rain. Nobody cares. Um, Here's the big three. (laughs) The first one. Um, I've had more weddings. So last Monday, I've had more weddings – in the last 10 days than I have the last six, seven months because of COVID and crazy scheduling. Uh, but I am caught up on editing. I spent this weekend hanging out with my family, running to my office, culling and editing. Um, I've got a wedding today. I've got a wedding in Raleigh on Thursday and I've got a wedding back here on Friday and they're all over eight hours, but I am caught up on editing. So I don't feel like death. There's nothing worse feeling wise than, just being behind on edits. I hate that feeling. Ooh. Yeah. I've never, so never that's had my, that That's my big, uh, that's, that's my big one. Uh, I'm drinking out of my, you know, favorite, favorite Soundside Pottery Cup again, David. Shameless plug. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. Um, uh, for me, I mean, I just, I, I was trying to come over here. I stopped at a coffee shop that's in between my house and it just literally was like a freaking hurricane. The winds were 60 or 70 mile per hour. And I'm like, crap, I got to, I still got to ride my bike like three more miles to get to my office. Um, but I just rode in like a little, like the big storm passed some light rain and we're good. But, um, but the, the biggest thing, the most exciting thing is that we have an amazing, well, that's my uh, number three today on the podcast. Oh, sorry. Well, yeah, gosh, I'm excited. Face. Yeah, yeah. Well, so well, I've actually, I've, I've actually met this man before, but he doesn't remember. It's okay. I'm forgettable. I have that experience all the time with yeah, people. Mine's mostly with women, but it's cool. Me. It's fine. It's <laughs> normal. Yeah. I'm happily married. I've been married for 11 yeah. years. I've been happily married for like four of those years. So yeah. I met this guy. We were doing a shoot at Westlight for Mercy Me. And you were like, uh-huh. hey, come back here to this you know, little alley behind this like farm mall thing. <laughs> the factory, whatever they call that. Uh, I'm not from Nashville. Yeah. I, I apologize. Nashville's great. Best coffee in the world even better than France. Um, and me and my buddy, Ryan Moser, Ryan and Rachel photography, great, amazing world-class photographer. We go to the store and like, boom, like my photography hero pops out of the window. And I immediately have that. I need to take a selfie with this guy, but I restrained it. 
I held it in and I swallowed it. You played it, it cool. You played like, it cool. Yeah, and I was trying really hard because, like, honestly, you're there and you're always, like, you're so Nashville. Like, I get coffee and Taylor Swift's there and it's no big deal. But this was a huge deal for me. And even though I only met him for, like, three minutes, he inspired me. He was kind mm. to me. And I'll never forget that. And without further ado, our guest today is the amazing but, Jeremy Coward. Let's let's talk about some of his accolades, David. Like who is Jeremy freaking Coward? I I, I put him up I put him up on the screen here. Hey Jeremy, He's how's so it going, weird. man? He's so weird. <laughs> we we had Jeremy listening to that in the background. I don't know if you remember that Jeremy, but we were uh I mean this was, you know, like what, five years ago? I didn't tell I didn't so Rich was Rich was very involved with Help Portrait on the Outer Banks of North Carolina where we both grew up and Rich still lives. And so he was like following along on on um you know, following one of your, you know, millions of social media followers, literally. Stalker, uh, and yeah, super stalker. Um, no, but I was like, Hey, let's just walk over here. It was like in between photo shoot hour or something like that. And like lunch break or something. And we knocked on your door and you just like popped out and like, you know, gave you a hug and you introduced I kept it way cooler than most did. In all fairness, I was like, <laughs> right. chill. I was like, I gotta be cool. I gotta be cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Jer- Let me turn my phone off. Yeah, Jeremy, how you doing like, today? I'm doing great. I'm uh, glad to be here with y'all. I feel like I feel like I'm in 38 right now. I'm just talking to you. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There it's you his go. tan skin. He's so freaking tan. Look at him. I yeah. know. Oh. Yeah. I just try to get some vitamin D. I heard. I heard it's. I heard it's good for you. Um, yeah. Jeremy, that's a cool piece of artwork behind your head. What, what's this I, something you did? I painted that in college for my wife. Nice. Yeah, it's uh, two one-winged angels. They can only fly together. Ooh, <laughs> that's deep. <laughs> that's deep. So, so I deep. Love um, I love it. So I'm in my very luxurious bedroom today, said with heavy sarcasm. Um, that's a dream of mine. Dream come true. And managing, <laughs> managing four uh, children doing remote learning at home. Mm. So I... I'm basically on a tech support break right now for managing our children's computers. <laughs> help, Daddy, help me get on the Zoom call type thing. Yes, yes. Well, your Wi-Fi connection still seems still seems pretty good. So, yeah. um, hey, for those of you guys who don't know, I, I need to brag about this guy over here. I don't know which side he's on. Whatever, Jeremy Coward. Um, oh, not me. He's yeah. one of my. He, he's he's a he's a good friend of mine, dear friend. We've known each other for at least two or three months. I'm just kidding. Probably like. 14, 13, 14 years, something like that. Um, and uh, I used to, when I, whenever I talk about like uh, assisting other photographers, um, Jeremy was one of the main photographers that I assisted in those early days. I mean, I was setting up his lights. Uh, I was carrying sandbags. I occasionally would lend a knee for him to lean back on if he was like in a in a in a weird position, like trying to get a, a low angle or something, which I think probably freaked you out a little teeny bit. Uh, it, yeah, I think it was a Brandon Heshu. We were on that location over Nashville, and we were like standing on rocks, and you were like literally ready to catch me. Which, in <laughs> like hindsight, your butt, like this. yeah, in hindsight, you were actually way ahead of your time because I now have a neurological disease which i had at the time which does affect my balance and so <laughs> maybe, maybe you knew something that i didn't know that i actually could fall at any given moment <laughs> mm, that's awesome i don't well, right I, 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 didn't take, 
I didn't I didn't pick that up, but um, but those are really cool shots. Brandon Heath doing this like with the tower behind them. Yeah, yeah. that shot? I think. Um, well, here real, real quick for those of you guys who don't know who Jeremy Coward is. Um, I'm going to read like a quick little part of his bio. If you're new and you don't know who Jeremy is, he's been shooting portraits for over a decade, well over a decade. His portrait list includes Taylor Swift, Sting, Heidi Klum, Kelly Clarkson, Clarkson, Tyler Perry, Emma Stone, Britney Spears, Gwyneth Paltrow, Luke Bryan. We have uh, our um, our operations manager, Kristen, is a huge Luke Bryan fan. Uh, the Ooh. Kardashians, Garth Brooks, Ryan Secret. <laughs> yeah, you have photographed me. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ryan Seacrest, Carrie Underwood, Need to Breathe, Switchfoot, One Republic, and many, many more. And clients like ABC, Fox, Discovery Channel, ESPN, People Magazine. I'm not going to read all of them because it would take too long. New York Times, USA Today, et cetera. And one of the interesting things about you is in, in the year, I think it was 20, 2014, um, Huffington Post and Forbes called you the most influential photographer on the Internet. You have had have, cringe now, but there's a story there. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, maybe you have to tell us that story. Um, but yeah, you've had hundreds, you have hundreds of thousands of followers online. I think with uh, Google Plus, you had like millions of followers on Google Plus, which I don't think that's actually a thing anymore. But but you had millions of followers on there. Uh, and so, so yeah, um, Jeremy's an amazing photographer, big inspiration of mine. I literally would, you know, carry his sandbags and I just learned so much from you. And so I'm just so honored. So thanks for, thanks for joining us today on this podcast. We've got some fun things to talk about. What, what's what's the story about the most influential photographer thing? Oh, just it was just funny because I, I I have since removed that from my bio because it's now you know six years old. But sure. I guess I guess in that moment, you know, there was a there was a firm that had done over thirty of these most influential uh, research, whatever, and um, they looked at not which which was our biggest on, but across all, when you average Pinterest, Twitter, Instagram, at the time, apparently I came up as number one. Um, but ever since then, uh, I mean, I'm not even in the top, you know, a thousand most influential photographers. There are so many people out there that are just killing it. And so I, I just cringe now because I'm like, I'm so not influential <laughs> compared, compared to some of the really big photographers out there. But you know, it's been one of those things that has certainly helped with uh, publicity. And when I'm when I get up to speak on a stage somewhere and they mention that, you know, it's just a good uh, credential. But now it feels quite outdated. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well, it'll never be outdated in my heart, Jeremy. It'll, it'll, <laughs> never, it'll never, never, it'll never be. Thank you. Um, hey, well, a couple things. So Jeremy has written a book. I'm Possible is the name of the book, correct? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I have it at my house. I don't have it here at the office. Um, and you also do these amazing creative portrait sessions and stuff like that. And so what we want to do is we want to give away, I'm going to buy a portrait session from you. Hopefully that's okay. And then we're going to give it away to one of the students. And are you still doing the virtual ones or are you only doing in studio or? No, I'm doing all of the above. Still doing virtual, okay. still doing in studio. Okay. So if uh, if someone's within earshot of Nashville, they could potentially do it in the studio. And if they're not, then they could potentially do it virtual. So and then the other thing. So I'm, I'm also going to pick a second winner at the end of this podcast. And we're going to give uh, your book away to one of them. Is that OK? And I'm, yep. I'm, I'll buy that stuff. That's from, amazing. From, 
Yeah. So all you guys have to do if y'all want to get if you want to be eligible to win a free photo session from one of my photography heroes and early mentors, still mentor, um, uh, Jeremy Cowart, then click that share button. If you're watching this on Facebook Live, click the share button. And um, and all you have to do is just click the share button and we'll we'll grab uh, a couple of winners from those people who share this. One will win a book and one will win a free photo session. Boom. Um, Free stuff. It'll cost, you know, I'll, I'll pay for it, but it'll be yeah. free to you. That's my so favorite thing to do in the David Monar world is spend your money. And actually, <laughs> what you're winning is your photography mentor's mentor's book. So there's clout <laughs> in that too. Your, your photography yes. mentor's mentor. This is right. You're, 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 your photographer. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so many different things. Jeremy, um, today we want to talk about, so last week we started on this, I want to say journey of talking about Enneagram. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I thought it would be really fun to bring you on. We have, I don't think we've personally talked about Enneagram too much, but I'm really curious to your thoughts and your insight on it. Um, we started talking about the Enneagram numbers last week. We talked predominantly about the number seven. We have not gone into in depth on all the other numbers, but today I thought it'd be fun to talk about, um, your Enneagram number. So a couple questions for you. Number one, What's your Enneagram number? I am a four with a four wing. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. That's awesome. No, I think I'm a four wing three, but I mostly just feel like a four. <laughs> mm. Mm. I feel you. I feel you. Um, and so what, what is the feel, by the way? Oh, I, I am a seven wing eight. Nice. Seven wing eight. And then Rich. Same. I'm the same. We're the same person, but I'm a lot nicer. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. You are a seven wing eight. Um, yeah, it's 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 been interesting learning about Enneagram stuff. What, what's your wife's number? She's a nine. nine. She's a nine. The peacemaker, mm -hmm. right? Um, oh, that's got to be that's got to be super in interesting. So, where did you learn about the Enneagram, and like, when did you find out that you're four? Um. It's just been one of those things that has been so prominent in Nashville for several years. In fact, I saw a tweet recently that really made me laugh. They said, you know you're Nashville when you land at the airport, and within five minutes you hear the word Enneagram. <laughs> 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 yeah, that about sums it up. Um, and honestly, I was uh, one of those who mocked it for quite a, quite a long time. I was just like, man, if I hear any more talk about the Enneagram, you know, but then I, uh, I even met with a girl who like professionally tests people for it. And, uh, I was still skeptical because she like equally tested me as a four, seven and a nine. Uh, and so that only hurt my beliefs. And I was like, okay, mm. you know, mm. anyway. And then over time, I don't know, I just started like hearing more and more about it. I read a, I read a good bit about it. Um, talked to, Ian Crone's a good friend of mine who wrote, um, gosh, what's the name of his? The Road Back to You. The Road Back to You, which is still years later, like in the top 100 of Amazon books. Like, mm. it's crazy. Um, so we've become good friends, and he's talked to me a lot about it. Um, but um, I don't know. Yeah. And then I launched, I had an idea to launch the this thing called Enneagraph, which was photographing people based on their Enneagram. And that actually helped me believe in it more and subscribe to it more. And now 
I'm definitely a full believer like I am. Recently brought on three interns and I hired them solely based on their Enneagram numbers. <laughs> really? I, I knew I did not want another four in my studio or didn't. Uh. I didn't want eight, no offense. Uh, I was looking for uh, ones and twos, maybe nines. Yeah. Okay. All right. Everybody needs a one in their life. Yeah. This is true. This is true. Uh, Ones and twos, and twos are the helpers. One is the perfectionist. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's interesting. You hired them based off of their Enneagram number. That's, that's, that's so. And how did that work out? Was that a good, was it a good thing? It's been amazing. Yeah. They've been with me for, gosh, two and a half months and uh, they nailed it. I mean, they're both definitely what they, what they said they were. And because, uh, you know, when you get another four, when you get another four together, like, I'm like, I don't need to clone myself. I don't need another weird artsy, farty, forgetful, um, you know, person around. I need somebody who's, it's in their blood to just help because I need a lot of help, you know. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, it's been great. So the one is the perfectionist and a lot of times they're extremely organized and like they, they want to cross all the T's dot all the I's. What's that expression? Yeah. So so they're doing that stuff. And the two, my wife is a two, she, it's the helper. Right. And that's someone who their, um, you know, their motivation is to feel needed, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and to help like to, to help and to feel like they're needed they get purpose in helping other people. So I can see how that'd be, those would be great traits to, to have uh, people on your team. And the nine is the peacemaker. Um, and so the, obviously you wouldn't be ruffling, you know, like ruffling feathers or anything like that there. Um, let's talk about four for a second. Uh, well, well, I want to talk about four. I want to go deep into that for a second and, and hear a little bit more about your perspective. What is the four, by the way? An individualist. The individualist, a- a- and I've heard- a- a- the, a.k.a. the romantic, which I'm not really sure what that means, but the, well, the individualist really connects. Yeah, really connects. Can I show, uh, so you did you did in the Enneagraph.co uh, mm-hmm. project, and it's not something you're focused on at the moment, but I thought it was really cool. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put that up on the screen for a second. Can we talk? Can we talk about that for a little yeah. bit? I'm gonna I'm gonna put that up on the screen. You won't be able to see it. Um, but I've got this up here. Um, and so um, it's on the top and it's showing different things. And then so right now I'm looking at the one, the perfectionist, and it's showing these like clean, beautiful portraits. Um, and then each of these, each of these different ones, there's two, the helper, and it's showing these warm, inviting. I, I love it. Like I, I love how it's the so color true. and the light. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. The color <laughs> and the light is like is is making um you know, is, is basically just, yeah, reflecting so much. Number three is the achiever. Um, you know, like trying to, trying to get that stuff done, you know, like think of that business person or that lawyer or something like that. It's always trying to achieve in the suits, you know, Harvey, uh, you watch the the TV show suits? Anyone? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Forget what his name, Harvey, uh, whatever. The individualist, the number four, we got this one super artsy. And these are like, these are the types of portraits that feel like you try to shoot the most in your studio yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Which yeah. Can I, I want to I speak on that for a second too. Cause Jeremy, to me as a photographer's photographer, like Jeremy's an artist to me. Like when I think mm-hmm. of an artist photographer, he's always at the top of the list. Cause this is, mm. he's an excellent in post, but to watch him through Instagram stories, 
do this stuff in camera is super fun. Like shooting mm. through a projector on a back wall <laughs> with paint on it. And I mean, it's just, it's the craziest, like <coughs> most creative thing in it. Like just as a creative person that scratches that creative itch with photography, it's like so cool to watch kind of you like deconstruct these things on the back end. It's super fun to watch. Well, thanks. Absolutely. Yeah. It's been a blast. <coughs> yep. And then we have, um, you know, I, I echo that for sure. There we have the investigator. I like how everything's black and white. I thought that was interesting. I was like, that's a great color choice on the investigator, you know, very observant and inquisitive, always doing. Sorry. What was that? The documentarian. Yeah. 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 And then we got six, the loyalist. <clears throat> it's kind of like this, this warm, faithful, independable. Love that. The enthusiast number seven. There's, there's me and rich right there. Very colorful, very bright, very happy, very smiley, lots of energy. Uh, sevens don't want to focus on negative emotions. They want to bypass that stuff. And so that's why this this I make this like makes all those faces. It's pretty funny. Like any picture I'm thinking of myself, I'm making a face. Like I really <laughs> yeah. take a normal photo. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and then we got the challenger <clears throat> and uh, strong and confident, assertive and powerful and demeanor. Um, and all these challenges are like, they remind me of like, uh, like actors that should be in the movie Grease or something. <laughs> they got their leather coats and all that stuff. Oh, so. Love cool. that. <clears throat> and then the number nine, the peacemaker. Um, so that's cool. Soft, bright, and delightful. Always seeking to, you know, make peace and be soothing and all that stuff. So, man, I love this project. It's such a, it's such a cool project. I know you were doing this a little while back and it's not, it's not the focus, but how did you, uh, how, how did you come up with this, this idea and like, can you tell us a little bit about it? Man, ideas are such a weird thing. Um, <laughs> I was, I mean, you're going to laugh when I explain it because it doesn't make sense. I was looking at Instagram and I was just scrolling and I saw my friend Judson's post and it was just a post of a pillow he had bought. The pillow was shaped like a hand like this <laughs> that you sit on and the pillow's grabbing your butt. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And I just started thinking about uniqueness, like how unique that was, how ma- how unique it made the house, and something about like individuality. And I started thinking about the Enneagram. And I don't know, man, something about like that moment I was like, Enneagram lighting. And then the light was really beautiful in that photo. And I was like, I should photograph people based on their Enneagram. <laughs> like that's literally how the idea hit me was based on a hand butt grabbing pillow. So a pillow, a pillow that's soft and grabs your butt. You're like, I should make Enneagraph.co and shoot portraits of people. I should make a world-class idea out of something that grabs your butt. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> I'm telling yeah. you, like, ideas are such a weird thing. You never know when they're coming or what's going to start them. But, yeah, that's literally how the idea came to me. <laughs> Man, well, one of, the, one of the things that I've been fascinating from just observing you and you know, being, you know, your, your assistant, you know, 14 years ago. Um, and, and then, you know, just friends and like having kids that played around and going to church together and stuff, um, was that you're, you just, you're an ideas person. I think that's the way you described yourself to, you know, to me 10 years ago, you, cause you're, you're so much more than just, uh, than just a photographer. You have, you're always, it feels to me like you're always seeking I don't know if you're seeking it, but you, you just always have this inspiration uh, and this new idea for a way to change the world. 
And a lot of times that's been amazing nonprofits like Help Portrait or this uh, this amazing hotel that is in the process of, you know, Jeremy's not only just a photographer, I mean, not only just an amazing photographer who shoots incredibly inspiring portraits, but he's also the founder of the Purpose Hotel, which, you know, has been in process for a little while. I guess it's hard to build a really expensive hotel, but, um, but you're, you're an ideas guy, like that's you. And, and, um, and where do you think that, you know, as it pertains to the four, which is the individualist on the Enneagram, um, where do you think that, you know, do you think that's because you're a four that you're always having these creative ideas? Um, I don't know. I mean, the four is really just a framework to describe, you know, people like me. Um, I think ideas are, they're a lot like working out. Like you have to, you have to really, um, do the bad ideas you have to do just exploring so many people as soon as they have an idea they shut it down because they say i'm too young or i'm too old i'm broke nobody cares i don't have the resources i don't know how to start it so dreams just live in people's heads and they never go for it um, but the thing is once we go for it even if it's a lame dumb idea like we learn so much by doing that dumb idea and so mm. I just keep doing them and my muscles get stronger each time I do them. I keep working out and getting better. And so um, now I, I literally, I mean, I'm having ideas all the time. And that's not to say I'm a creative genius. It's to say I'm dumb enough to go for it and, and carefree enough to, to not care if it fails. You know, mm. to not care if, you know, everybody sees that it didn't work out, you know, because I've had a lot of those ideas that did not work whatsoever. Um, but they're like albums, you know, like a lot of musicians are going to have a lot of songs that suck and some uh, some songs that are amazing. And that's kind of the way mm -hmm. I look at ideas. Like, I just got to keep keep writing, keep cranking. Uh, Jeff Goins posted a quote the other day that I'm still baffled by in its simplicity and its accuracy. And all it said was artists are always beginning. And mm. I was like, my goodness, I've never heard a quote better describe me. And don't get me wrong. There is just as much bad to that as there is good. Because yeah. when, you're, when you're always beginning, that means you don't love commitment. You don't love sticking with it. You just always want to re be starting over. And uh, there's a lot of downside to that. But either way, it's true. Like, I'm always... Uh, beginning something. I I can I can echo that because it does always feel like you're you're beginning something, and um, and a lot of your ideas do work, or it, it seems to the external public they they hear about the ideas that that do work. You know, um, you know whether it's whether it's the you know the way that you would Photoshop like the the website that you built 15 years ago, the black one where like the images would slide left and right. I still remember that website is like my, one of my favorite photography websites of all time. Um, and you know, Help Portrait, which is shot, I don't even know how many portraits in 70 countries around the world and given away hundreds and hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of portraits away to people. The Purpose Hotel, which is happening, you know. And um, you know the Enneagraph, and then doing these different portrait shoots, and and um, and even this new society that you're about to launch. Like you, um, your ideas, uh, I feel like they just keep on getting better. 
you know, over time. But I love, and I love how you said it's like working out. You have to like flex those creative muscles and fail a lot, you know? Mm. So, so a question I have for you is when you're flexing these creative muscles, um, how do you, how do you know, do you just pursue every idea or like, because there's gotta be some risk to your family, you know, like to you, cause you're a dad of mm-hmm. four kids. Hopefully I can say that. Um, yep. and you know, and, and you're a family man and from, from, uh, you know, from me observing you over the years, like you're a great dad and you care deeply. Um, and like, how do you balance the, you know, the risk for certain big ideas? Because you can't just pursue everything, you know, versus like when it's the right time to pursue it. Yeah. I mean, there is a little bit of a process. Uh, the first thing I do is document them. Because a lot of mm-hmm. times ideas, we just forget them, um, at least I do. And so I write it down immediately. And then if I feel like it's strong, I will share it with my wife, who nine and a half times out of ten doesn't care or doesn't like them. <laughs> <laughs> but I also realize, like, she's not in our industry. So I also have to realize she's not going to get most of them because, you know, she she doesn't really care about the photo industry or the creative industry. She's a very caring person, but um, she's in real estate. She's a whole different world. So um, anyway, so then I'll I'll run it by uh, you know guys that I trust who will be really honest with me, and then I wait because a lot of times ideas seem genius at first, but then a week mm-hmm. later you're like, well, you start to poke holes in it, and two weeks later you're like, yeah, that idea sucks, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'll wait and give it some time. Or other times, the idea is so clear, um, and the resources make so much sense that you run with it immediately. And uh, like I did a project around Black Lives Matter uh, in April that I knew right away I had to go with. And uh, Mm -hmm. that was one of the most meaningful things I've ever done. Um, The Gallenberg Wildfire Project, you know, had all those resources. Actually, I didn't have them ready, but I knew I was supposed to do it, so I figured it out. Um, it just depends on the project, but I just, it's that gut instinct, and, and do I have the time? And then there's some ideas that, um, I mean, I've waited for years to pursue, and I still haven't pursued them. I have, gosh, an idea for uh, a family global movement that I just don't have the resources to put out there, and I, I think the hotel could help push that it's like i have market future marketing ideas for the purpose hotel that are these jeremy ideas that just can't live in my world but they could live under the hotel umbrella so mm-hmm. yeah there are a lot of things that i continue to shelve even though i think they could greatly benefit society um so yeah it's a weird ideas are just a weird such a weird thing yeah well, well, that, I can I can you on getting so many of them done. Like when you like again, like I have ideas, and then I think they're stupid, but none of them have teeth. I feel like a lot of your ideas will have teeth and grow into something, which is you know, as somebody who inspires other people, it's great. I mean, it's so fun to you know, you're using your gifts to give back. You're not just using your gifts for a salary. You're using your gifts to you know make an impact. Well, thank you. I mean, some of them very much are strictly to make money. You know, yeah. like I, I do have to make a living. And during these times, I mean, I, me, like most creatives, you know, there was about a week in March where 
mm-hmm. deleted my entire calendar for the year. You know, uh, not many people know this, but I actually mainly make my living through speaking. I speak all over the country. Uh, last year, that was the biggest way I made a living was was uh, uh, doing speaking gigs. And so to spend about a four-day span deleting all mm. photo shoots, all speaking gigs, I was like, all right, all right. And for about a week, I was in that funk, you know, in that depression. And then I had the idea to invent a new way of doing virtual portraits. And so um, I launched that. And in six weeks, I literally did 12 hundred photo shoots um oh my gosh photo shoots 1200 uh 39 countries all 50 american states i mean it was it had to be some kind of like photography industry record for photo shoots uh-huh yeah because so i yeah. would do the the first three shoots i did was 100 shoots at a time um and so i'd use a software called crowdcast so i'd be like looking at somebody in Australia and we do a two minute photo shoot. And then as soon as they're done, I'm in Austin, Texas. Then I'm back to Sao Paulo, Brazil. Then I'm back to Franklin, Tennessee. Then I'm back to New York city. Then I'm back to, I mean, it was just total chaos. Um, but the most <laughs> beautiful thing ever, cause everybody is watching everybody else's photo shoot and, um, gosh, it was bananas. Um, but like I did that to make money, you know, that, that had to be, I was like, how do I survive? So I launched that, and uh, and then I got burned out, and then I was sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> always beginning, always beginning. How do you, how do you do the virtual photo shoot? Um, Linda is asking this question. Yeah, I'm I'm curious. Like, what are the? You said you do it with Crowdcast, but I don't I don't really understand. Like, can you explain that to us? Yes, it is uh, quite complicated. Um, started talking to my friend Derek Derek Webb, who does he's been doing live virtual concerts for years, and so he's got a lot of experience. Um, but it was a combination of the Eventbrite mixed with Crowdcast, where I basically project people onto a painted backdrop like a canvas. Mm-hmm. Then I double project with a second projector. I was projecting my iPad, so I could create texture and art live over the photo that i was then photographing with my camera so essentially i photographed a blank canvas 1200 times in my studio on the white wall (laughs) but projected on onto that canvas was 1200 families all over the world um so yeah then it was then it was broadcast live on social media and um so it almost kind of marketed it itself because you could watch me live and sign up right. on that link. And um, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> so they, so they were, they're essentially on like a zoom call, but it's crowdcast. Right. Yeah, and then, exactly. so they're just web, like what, what's their background? Just whatever. Uh, I would coach them when they sign up, they would get all the coaching, like bling backdrop, white wall, dark wall, you know, good, preferably natural lighting. Um, and right. some people's photos look terrible, you know. Some, yeah. But then there were like, there were those few that were just like extraordinary magic, you know. It was like, mm. holy cow, this is truly like, you know, groundbreaking uh, co- uh, collaboration that we're doing here. It was crazy. Yeah. And so, where would be the best place for people to find out about this? This like your virtual portraits. Um, that's a good question. I I think it's a Jeremy Coward, uh, dot eventbrite.com. Okay. 
That's what I'm we'll looking it. forward to. We'll, we'll, we'll post a link to it in just a second. Um, you guys can follow Jeremy Cowart at, on Instagram at Jeremy Cowart. Um, here, I'll put up a link here real quick. And I'm sure he has lots and lots of stuff on here. So is there any, is there any uh, recent portraits on your Instagram that would, would have been this virtual thing? Uh, that's a good question. I'm infamous for basically deleting everything I post on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's all right. That's all right. No, it's weird to really do a delete everything I post. Yeah, if you, yeah, if you scroll down, there's a few around. <laughs> the, uh, Just follow him on Instagram, and you could watch him do this live on Facebook stories or Instagram stories. It's super literally fun. Two yeah. posts. I did twelve hundred photo shoots, and I have two posts from <laughs> from all those photo shoots. Okay. It's wow. Down. Yeah. I'm weird, man. I'm really weird with my. With my Instagram. Basically, I love something the day I create it. The next day, I kind of like it. Third day, I like it. The fourth day, I'm like over it. Fifth day, I hate it. You know, like, it's about a sixth week. Sixth day, you delete it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You are such a four, man. Where's the individualist? And, and they, you know, I, I was actually listening to the first couple minutes of Ian Cron's chapter uh, when I was riding my bike this morning before I got rained on. Um, and, and he was, you know, he was saying that like fours are always, you know, they said they're all, they're, a lot of times they're frequently going from idea to idea to idea. And they also feel like they have this need or this compulsion to not be like everyone else, oh you know, goodness. to, fe- to feel like, oh, that's just too common. I can't do that thing. You know, like it's gotta be this new creative outlet, you know, like, uh, and so the fact that you're like deleting your images, oh, it's too basic or oh, it's too much like someone else's Instagram. It's got to be this uniquely you thing. And I've seen you do that over the course of the last 14, 15 years of knowing you. Um, but uh, but, but it's, yeah, it's just it's so bad. I mean, it sounds cool, but it's it is not a good thing, man. I just I need to I need to learn to like my work, <laughs> you know, like I'm. Mm. I need to, I need to learn to just leave things on the internet and let them be, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm always. I mean, even since high school, like I had to dress differently. I had to do things differently. I've always had to do everything different from everybody else. Not out of ego, not because I think I'm better than anybody. Um, in fact, I'm quite the opposite. You know, I I feel we're all truly equal and. Um, but still, that need to still be, even though we're equals, I have to be different. Not better, just different. I can't yeah. dress like anybody else. I can't do what anybody else is doing. Like, it's just a weird, it's a weird thing. Yeah. So, so uh, I think Crystal, is Crystal the only four on our team, Rich? Crystal, I, don't uh, know if it's I believe I don't, so. I, I don't know if anyone else is a four, but uh, Crystal lives, is, uh she's one of our mentors on our team, and she's... She's always she's she's a she's a true four. She's just she just she just chimed in and said accurate on here. She's a true four as well. But like just that that like just that feeling of like needing you know to be different or you know also. So the other interesting thing I was reading about because I'm not a four. Um, I'm a seven, happy go lucky. A lot of times fours are happy to focus on um, sadder things or more somber or more. Um, 
I, I don't know, like down. You can say down, down, down. down. Like that's that's okay. Like, and I'm like, gosh, let's let's go. Like, I'm on that seven. I'm like, I want to hype it up. You know, like I want to keep it happy. Let's if you start talking about no negative sadness. things, I'm like, let's um, pretend there's no um, sadness in life. Um, I'm like, look, I'm like. I'm like looking for the exit. If you like talking about sad things, I'm like oh, yeah. I don't want to talk about deep stuff like that. It's sad, you know. Like makes me like, I, and I will talk about it. But it's just one of those things. Is like as a seven, it's one of the things that I, I try to get away from. Like I, I try not to engage in, right? Um, and so it's interesting how the fours are are able to live there in that you know some, what sometimes feels too heavy for for a seven to 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 soak in, you yeah. know. And, um, you know, and there's, there's a lot of somberness going on, um, you know, in the world right now with all these different things. And, um, but what's interesting is you were telling me the other day, uh, about a new project that you have coming out. That's, that's really to address that. Um, so I was wondering if you could, cause it's funny. Cause as you, I was like, wow, that's cause you said, I'm doing this new thing and it's a very somber take on it or something. And I was like, <laughs> That's such the opposite of like a seven. I'm like, right, happy. Let's keep it poppy. Uh, but tell me, tell us about what's coming up next that you're going to be launching here soon. Yeah, uh, I was laughing a minute ago because, yeah, this new thing I'm launching, it's called Liminal Society. The word liminal means a state of transition. Like in between, you're at the threshold of something. And it hit me that we're all in a liminal state between pre-COVID and post-COVID life. And, mm. you know, for at least most creatives I know, it is one mm. big fat question mark. Like, mm. we just don't know what life is going to look like. I've got musician friends that are just screwed. Like, they're screwed. There's no, there's no end in sight to when they'll be able to tour again or when a lot of photographers will be able to really do photo shoots like they used to again. Um, mm. So to me, there's two choices. There's do I give in to depression, anxiety, all that, or do I work my ass off and keep cranking out personal projects and like explicit keep, rating? Sorry. Yeah, we got keep we got uh, exactly keep doing my own personal work so that I'm I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm I'm doing work that matters, I'm doing the most important work I've ever done. Um, and, but I realize a lot of photographers don't know how to get there. They don't know how to go there to that place. And I've been doing that all year long. It started with Enneagraph. Then I did a tornado relief project with dancers. And then I did six, or 1,200 virtual photo shoots. And then I did the Black Lives Matter project. Um, and then after Black Lives Matter, then I went to all the weird, crazy fashion shoots. And then I cranked out a crap ton of paintings and fine artwork. Um, and, you know, so I live in this place of personal work and most photographers think yeah, you, you get to a point where you live in a cloud where people just call you and pay you money. And my point is like, no, that's not how it works. You, you do your own work, which then draws the interest of people saying, oh, I love what you just did. Can I hire you to do this? And so mm. goal of liminal society is to, it's kind of like what you're doing, but literally a, a, a more somber like more about the personal work it's not so much education even though there is like i've got all the c university archives as a part of it but it's just more about being a community that is pushing each other to to dive deep into our own um, personal work so that we don't lose our minds you know during this time so we'll see it'll be a interesting experiment I'm i'm excited but yeah it's like 
the branding, the vibe, the the colors of the website are literally extreme opposite of everything you do. The blue V-neck. <laughs> yeah. 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 Or the black yeah. Shirt. No blue, no blue V-neck. Uh, no, but I love it. The liminal society is like, it's so needed. Um, and yeah. I, and I can see the fours racing over to it, you know, like it's so mm-hmm. great. So if you're, you're going to be releasing the liminal society in the next week or two, I, I understand, yeah. or, or in the near future. And so, yeah. um, people can't every day working on the website. That's great. So people can't get access to it yet, but if they want to, if they want to be the first to find out about it, they should go to jeremycowart.com, sign up for your email list, and then you'll email them when it's when it's ready for them to check out this amazing new community called the Liminal Society. Yeah, and of course I'll be blasting it on all socials over the coming days as well. So, yeah, mm. I'm excited. Jeremy Cowart, the king love. of pivoting. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So just jeremycowart.com is that the is that the correct place to to go yep. for this? Yeah. And then and then yep. there's an there's an email uh, sign up spot. For that. Yeah, I'll be right. I'll be announcing it on Twitter and Instagram, of course. So anywhere they follow me or want to want to subscribe, that'd be great. Yeah, so I want to encourage you guys to go get act, go go sign up for Jeremy Cowart's email list and uh, and find out when the Liminal Society because it's going to be amazing. He was showing me some of the behind the scenes stuff, and then C University it just has a had a massive amount of videos, and you're going to be adding a lot or all of those videos to it. Uh, what's yeah. what's the? Yeah, so since. CU. So CU was a, a vault that we created really about four or five years ago, like over 150 videos. And um, it was a lot of work. I'm really proud of that work. But since then, I've just learned so much. My process now is so different. Um, and it's so, so for I'm convinced that uh, no one else in the world is doing what I'm doing in the studio because it's just years and years of combined ideas like what happens if i combine strobes but uh every time i shoot a different strobe fires and what happens if every time a strobe fires 500 different backdrops project every two seconds and so i can never take the same picture twice and then have a second <laughs> you gotta be individual it's so nuts dude <laughs> watching behind the scenes is so fun i'm like holy crap like it's just so trippy i love it yeah it's 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 such a crazy process that i actually can't take the same picture twice even if my subject like stays dead still um but that's how add i am i'm like i gotta create a system where every picture is different um anyway so like i'll be teaching stuff like that with the new videos and showing that the full behind the scenes into my my weird process so it should be fun love that well i'm excited for for our students to be able to go check out that and join the liminal society as well once once that drops um so i'm 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 pumped for you thank you well jeremy um do you have any advice for photographers starting out right now before we kind of like do this giveaway in just a second any any closing thoughts i mean especially during this time where you know everything's a big question mark like you just have to you just have to shoot you know put those ten thousand hours in but not just shoot like shoot things you really care about like document your loved ones who you may not have for a long time like i lost my mom this year i lost my brother five years ago you know like i took the time to really shoot portraits of my mom over the last year like that was just personal work and i'm so glad i did and so i think we need to to do better just documenting like our immediate surroundings and and the people in our lives and i just spent the weekend at a 
water park with my kids and it's my favorite thing to just take a cool camera and just document their their you know memories and lives and um so yeah just gotta keep shooting well i love that um but that did that did spur something else real quick mm. because we want to we want to ask what what is the cool camera that you're talking about <laughs> i'm currently <sighs> with a can r5 and uh I mean, this is no BS. It is. It's the best camera Canon has ever made by far. I mean, it is um, not even all the specs that they're promoting. Like, yes, it's 45 megapixels, but something about just the little things to me mm. feel all new. Like, I even had the EOS R that I've been shooting with, and even from the EOS R to the R5, it's like they took a different design approach like with the interface like when you look through the viewfinder you're like whoa like the interface mm. is different it's just uh it just feels so fresh and like mm. uh, i just felt this overwhelming sense of like wow canon finally did it you know yeah well Which I, we've been I'm, missing, we've been missing I, for I'm, years that's true yeah that's true and I, yeah I, I don't know i i've i've had the r rich shoots with the r primarily and we're both trying to get our hands on an r5 right now it's it's pretty well, hey, kind of difficult yeah we, we are have a couple, we are have a couple leads yeah but we are let's we are yeah. gonna give one away david let's talk we can you can hint that this is true so jeremy you're saying the best canon camera best ever. maybe best camera ever right um and and when new cameras come out they should be the best camera but this is like yeah this is like this is game changer. groundbreaking game yeah. changer they they are having overheating issues with video i have not pushed the camera that hard yet in fact i haven't done any video with it uh nor have i done an actual client photo shoot with it so i can't speak into the overheating yet that mm -hmm. could be that very well could be a major issue um i've only been using it you know for personal documenting my family and all that so i haven't seen any problems but outside of the potential overheating. I mean, I'm I'm obsessed with it. So a Canon camera yeah, that grabs I, focus. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> like in the, in the middle of the night, I did I did test the autofocus on the beach, like pitch black, and it just focused right away on my kids. Like I it's couldn't like believe. The, oh, it's so dumb. It feels weird. Like you, I overshot even my R. Like the R was a pretty big jump focusing. And uh, my yeah. buddy Ryan Moser went to Iceland and shot a waterfall, slow shutter speed waterfall at night, and it was in focus. It's just like, yeah. what the heck? Yeah, technology. Amazing. This is true. This is one of the things I'm excited about. We're going to be, you know, this is, I'm letting the cat out of the bag a little teeny bit. But Do yeah, it. and Rich, Rich, you just did it. But we're going to be care. giving away an R5, not today on this podcast. We're going to give away something really cool, free photo shoot with Jeremy Coward. But that might be uh, we're going to be giving away an R5 um, in the next few weeks. So make sure you guys tune in or keep keep uh, keep tuning in and finding out more info on that. So I'm really excited about that because this camera is I'm going to be I'm going to be probably selling a bunch of my photography gear and just switching over to the to the Canon R5 and getting the RF lenses and just kind of doing like a re and I haven't done that. I mean, I still have some of the same lenses that I was shooting weddings with 10 years ago, 11 years ago. Um, so anyways, I I'm like excited to do a refresh and the Canon R5 is like, this is the time, this is the time mm -hmm. to do it. And so in honor of that, we're going to be giving away, um, an R5 in the next few weeks. So I'm really excited about that, but you approve, you like the R5. Okay. You think it's oh, yeah. mm. 
That's it, fantastic. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, best camera. Awesome. Um, well, hey, we have um, uh, some winners. Ho- hopefully, do we have some winners. Yeah. The, the um, winner of a signed copy of David's book or of Jeremy's book is Rich Coleman. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Can you believe it? Um, Can you believe it? No, I just, okay. I just slacked. I just slacked it to you. Okay. Uh, all right. So <laughs> that the. This is really funny. So I'm gonna I'm gonna announce that this is funny because I didn't do this. The team just randomly picked someone who shared, and this is hilarious. Is it? So the the winner of the the winner of the book is I'm gonna text this to um to Jeremy as well. So that, Jeremy, you can announce the winner of the free session in a second. Um. Uh, all right. So I just texted that to you. Um. But the winner of the free book is David Devoe. And what's what's hilarious about that is David DeVoe is my brother-in-law. So we didn't pay it. Like I don't know if my team knows that they just randomly oh, picked hilarious. someone. But David DeVoe, David DeVoe is my brother-in-law, my wife's brother. He's David. he's awesome. He was just at my house a couple weeks again. So we love you, David. You're gonna get a free book from Jeremy Coward. Uh, uh, well, Amazon, but you know, buy Jeremy <laughs> Coward. <laughs> um, so that's awesome. And then Jeremy, did you get that text message of the next person? I did. Okay. All right, so we're so the, the winner of the free session. So this is the I don't know where this person is. Um, no clue. But they, they, if they're if they're far away, they can do a virtual session, right? And if they're close by, they could do a the uh, fifteen minute session in the studio. Yes, absolutely. Okay. okay, sweet. The winner is Tanya Tanya Mitchell. Tanya Mitchell. Tanya, Tanya Mitchell. Can you tell us how excited you are. <laughs> Sorry. Um, that's awesome. I don't know if it's Tanya or Tanya, but, but that's, that's great. I'm I'm jealous. This is true. She, she did win. So Jeremy Cower, Enneagram for, um, Canon Explorer. You're Canon Explorer of light, correct? I think he he just, he just froze on us. He just froze, but he's, 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 he's he's a four on the Enneagram number one in our heart. Uh, (laughs) yes, I am a Canon Explorer of light. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm jealous of that. That was really that was really easy to to become a Canon Explorer of Light, right? Like just just yeah. just send it out once, yeah, just yeah super just easy. Type an email and I want to be a Canon Explorer of Light, and there you go. Yeah. They they just right away, like instantly, mm-hmm. right? Yep. No credentials. <laughs> no, no experience. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember after you like shooting all these celebrities and doing all these amazing projects for like a decade, and you're like, you're like, I'm just trying to get this connection. Anyways, and you were really excited whenever that happened a few years ago. Sure. So, sure. um, but thanks so much for coming on Enneagram Four. check out jeremycoward.com, follow Jeremy and uh, keep an eye out in the liminal society. It's going to be an amazing new uh, community that Jeremy is launching that I think is really needed, especially for you Enneagram fours out there. And so thanks for, thanks for tuning in, Jeremy. Have a, we appreciate Have a fantastic day, everyone. And guess yeah. what? I love you. Both of you. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. Thank you, Brad. Really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe on iTunes or Spotify so you never miss out on news and events. Give us a rating on iTunes or simply tell a friend about us. It helps us get the word out so we can help more people reach their photography goals. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know what topics you'd like us to talk about. Email us at hello at davidmolnar.com. This podcast is brought to you by thephotomentorship.com. Thank you.